Hey, you guys, this is Chad. We have a, a fantastic show, and I know it's a day late, <clears throat> but again, we ran into some issues, So, uh, and I, I'm sick of just telling you there's no show. So instead, what we did is we recorded Monday and decided to put it out Tuesday. I'm going to try not to get into this habit, but uh, I am working as diligently as possible to make sure there's content for the show. Uh, great guest. You know him. You love him. He's been on before. Uh, Kevin Bozeman is the guest today, and uh... hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back, thanks for checking in. Guess what? I'd like to say happy Monday to you. But this is coming out on a Tuesday. Um, still trying to figure out our the madness in our lives and uh, and making it happen. But I have uh, well, you've heard him before, you've loved him before. I got a lot of great messages the last a couple times he was on, and I'm excited. He was just at my cabin. We uh, ended up getting into some whiskey, and. <laughs> That is a great way of putting it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Bozeman. Like rats, we just scurried into the cabinet. I know. I know. Like a Disney movie, except instead of making ratatouille, we drank $100 bottles of bourbon. But we were, with and without the songs, too. We weren't like, here comes the bourbon right for us. Right. <laughs> There's no feel-good story at the end, either. There's no feel-good <laughs> feel story. story. <clears throat> I had to go up and go to the second day of a club championship golf tournament. And when I got there, I took my first swing, and I just went, nope. <laughs> Everything about my body was so sore. And then I text you pretty early, and I was just like, hey, have you left yet? And you're like, yep, on the road. Yeah, man. Just it was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. It, it was a brutal drive. I, I'll say this about your cabin. Your cabin is great, but you got to really want to live in a cabin to, to live where you live. You got <laughs> to be committed to that life. You have to, you have to be committed to that life because, like, the twists and turns once you get off the expressway, it's a – it, it felt like half the drive, and it was only 40 minutes of my nine-hour jaunt. Yeah, if you get behind a family that's playing I Spy, you're in big trouble because it's 60. It's 60 miles per hour on the, on the two-lane highways. But if you get behind somebody that has kids going, I spy something yellow. Yeah. Honey, slow down. They're going to miss yeah, it. Is. You're screwed. Yeah, so. One of my, one of my favorite uh, lines about it was uh, when you were at the did the show, you came up here. You did two shows, absolutely blew them out. People are still messaging me, texting me, people that I know. And uh, but you, you said um, it wasn't until I got to the gravel road that I almost turned around. <laughs> and then everybody laughed, and you go, "Listen, I just saw Get Out. This scared the hell out of me." <laughs> oh man, it was so good. Oh, fun times, fun times. So good. Um, I saw, and this has nothing to do with you, but speaking of people that were at the show, I once had to give one of these guys a ride home from the golf course, and he was pretty intoxicated. And uh, we saw, a, a, she was a pretty woman, 
and she was in a suburban and he goes ooh we should see what she's up to and i was like uh, um, <laughs> number one no we shouldn't but number two she's married and he goes how do you know she's married and i was like because she's driving a suburban single women don't drive suburbans women who have had four or five children and all they do is run to piano lessons and soccer practice have a suburban so we shouldn't turn around all we're going to do is end up watching an eighth eighth graders soccer game if we follow her anywhere You're so right. that's and also who follows who turns around and do you see that pretty girl in that car turn around Let's and then, follow her and see and what then she's the, up and then to. the girl's driving going oh, i did it again <laughs> let me slow <laughs> no. down time for me to meet some people <laughs> No, she's, yeah, she's like, uh, hey, 911 dispatch, so listen. I know I've called I, you before. I smiled at a man, and you know how men can be when you smile. <laughs> Ridiculous. Last time you were on, we talked about a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, your mom. Yes. We, we talked about her. We talked about her having a gun in her hand. She's often had a gun and often pulled it out. <laughs> during uh, my growing up years. She's put it out on several people on several occasions. She's very, uh, she's very Josie Wales of my neighborhood. Ooh. Right, she just does what is righteous, but not always right. <laughs> so here's the- That's a great way to put it. Here's the thing, here's the thing about that, is that, uh, you know, because I got pictures of, of my mom and stuff and people are like, that's your mom, that's your mom, that's your mom. I'll, I'm going to tell you a story because, you know, the I don't know if I ever told this story, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But uh, the black family tree is not the conventional family tree that they sell you. <laughs> they sell you when they talk about family trees. Um, the black family tree actually has trees growing out of branches. So there's several trees growing. So there was uh, Robert Bozeman and Dolores Bozeman. Robert Bozeman had three kids. Dolores Bozeman had three kids. They got married. This is Brady Bunch. This is Bozeman Bunch. It starts out Brady Bunch, except for, you know, <laughs> they mixed that integrated family in. Uh, Dad was an amazing architect <laughs> with a great big house. <laughs> where three of us slept in a basement in my house. So not, not quite the same, but oh my God. Sure, like a boy named Dave. The first episode is like the Rainy Brunch. And then like later, like season three, people are like, this took a turn. <laughs> so they had both had three kids and then they got married and they had uh steve al and david now my dolores bozeman had a uh daughter named rhonda and rhonda gave birth to me now rhonda gave birth to me at the very tender age of 14 soon to be 15. okay and then my grandmother just as like, I'm just going to hold on to him for a little bit for you till you're, <laughs> till you're ready. Much like when, when you were younger and you got a birthday money and your parents is like, you know what? I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to hold on well, to this. And then you never see it again. Well, see, so in the Daniels household, holding on to birthday money meant uh, spending it. So 
I, I, I so you're talking about a black family tree here. I would like to talk to you about the Steve Daniels uh, financial institution, <laughs> which was when our birthday money ran out, he would come look in our rooms for where we had hidden our paper route money and also take that. He goes, I'll also hold on to this, not tell you, but I'm also going to hold on to that. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little more shady than my parents. I mean, we got some of it, but we never got our full. Like if it was like 20 bucks, like we would have it, but any, if it was over 20 bucks, you know, that was going in in my mother's bra. I'm going to tuck this away when you need it. You don't need to be having all that money. And so we, uh, so anyway, uh, my grandmother had my mother Rhonda and Rhonda had me. And so I was kind of raised my, all my aunts and uncles uh, are basically just a little older than me. My uncle was just two years older than, than me. So we were raised as brothers. So that's how we okay, look at gotcha. it, as brothers. So when I tell people that my mother and all the stories of my mother, gun toting, that's actually my grandmother. Okay. So I, that actually makes it even cooler, right. I think. So now let me tell you the story of when my grandmother slash mother and grandfather chased the dude that hit my mother smacked my mother and chased them down the street as she was shooting a gun at him. <laughs> allegedly. Okay, yes, sure, allegedly. Let's listen. I've learned a lot yes, mostly in Des Moines, sure. Iowa radio station. Allegedly. 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 She uh so uh my mother came home, Rhonda came home with a bruise and uh she came home with a bruise and uh and of course my mother was like what the what the fuck happened and then she was like you know such and such hit me and my mom was like hell no they went to his house <laughs> drove to his house his mother's like he's not here he's not here <laughs> and meanwhile you see him peeling out of the back alleyway so my mother go robert Follow him, <laughs> and so they chase him. They're speeding. Amazing. They're speeding, and this is not like, you know, back roads and stuff. They're speeding down main streets and everything. But then when they got like close enough, she just took a couple of warning shots at him. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, and that's how you end violence at our house. And that's no more, no more stories of. <laughs> he was a real piece of shit dude but yeah i love it's like it's like we do not hit in this house <laughs> just a couple of shots right over the just, head a little reverse mohawk right down the middle right just something yeah man so uh that's uh that was uh a real hair-raising ex experience and stuff like that when we were growing up because we knew like if it went south she was going to take it south <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna go deep south deep south so <clears throat> your mom so Rhonda comes home yeah and are you there do you see the bruise no. do you see the commotion no. okay no i only hear about it i only hear about it you they they do about it they do a good job of keeping those stuff away from the real little kids. You because you guys, you three were in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It was uh, it was three. It was 
So it was 10 of us and we had uh, three bedrooms. Okay. Oh, okay. So there so was, check, some, so there was some piling with, on. With your mom and dad. The mom and dad had the master bedroom. So there was, that's one of the bedrooms. So there's two left for 10 kids. Yeah. And one, one brother had his own room because everyone refused to, <laughs> we could, no one could deal with him. So we just gave him the room. So no, he had his own room in a three bedroom house with 10 kids. And yeah. And all room. of you guys, I'm, I'm assuming we're like, oh, he's the. He's the shittiest. He's the stinkiest. And then he's just in there listening, going, "Actually, I'm the smartest." <laughs> like just, pre just pretending to petting his kitty. Yeah, yeah was, I've uh, got my own room. So actually, there was never so the, there was never actually ten of us there. Sometimes because everyone was, you know, some of them were older and moved out. Uh, Philip and Bobby weren't there, and Joan wasn't there. But at one point, Rhonda, Tammy. Al, Vincent, Steve, Dave, and myself were all there. But here's the thing about it. Is you just sounded like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Ricky, Bobby, Johnny, Krusty. Right. But here's the thing about it. My my grandmother actually had two other kids and lost them. So there would have been 12 of us. Really? Yeah. She lost the brother who had his own room was a twin lost mm -hmm. him at, at the age of two. Okay. And then another one was, I don't know why they were still trying to crank out kids, but they had another kid <laughs> after me and he made it a week before it's like, dude, come on, you gotta give me some body parts. I feel like he, he was probably like, oh God, I'm not, my nephew's older than me. <laughs> yeah, right. This sucks. By nine years? <laughs> yeah, this sucks. <laughs> My grandmother was a twin and they said, here's how doctors used to do it. They didn't, they didn't say like dissolved the other twin like they do now. She, they go, oh yeah, she ate the other twin. So they're talking about my grand, so now <laughs> when you're a little grandkid and you hear that and she comes to give you a hug, you're like, ah, uh, uh, no. no, just <laughs> moonwalking right out of the room. Just like, no, thank you, twin eater. Get away from me, Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> If you met the twins, Alice and Blinky. Yeah, right. uh, so, yeah. So we grew up, but we we grew up and like there was never a lot of I love you's and I love you's. It was just like making sure that we didn't mess up the school and making sure we always have food on the table. I was actually sure. pretty good. Uh, I was actually pretty smart in like basic school stuff. I never excelled at school because it bored me. Like I was just yes. like, once I understood it, it was just like thou, now I was able to try to circumvent the rules. But like, mm -hmm. like, like when I would get good grades in math, my mother did take me to the horse track and let me pick horses because she thought I could pick horses <laughs> because I was good at math, which was ridiculous. <laughs> But Another did. Goodwill Hunting yeah. saga. So I did. Oh, good Kevin Hunting. So this this story I thought about because of uh, Zalila. Zalila Avangard was the first, uh, you know, first African-American to win the National Spelling Bee. 
Uh-huh. And she did that this year, and she's incredible, talented. Actually, have you seen her ball handling yeah, videos? Yeah, so I'm saying she's incredibly talented. They kid. are unreal. This kid, I mean, there is there is no end so to the potential. Just to try to explain just how dysfunctional the school system is, I was I did a I was in a spelling bee in grade school, and I took second place, and I was in a math uh, math bee. I think they called it math downs back then. I was in a math B and I won that like in school. So I was pretty nice. decent at both where, but here's the one I did a math down and this was and uh, like eighth grade and I, and I wasn't doing well in, in math. I was just okay in math. I did enough to get back because I didn't do the assignments and I just showed up and just kind of took the test and passed. But everyone just, you know, and I was just always fucking up in class and people didn't know like, and I was actually decent in math. And so they was like, sure. we're having a math, we're having a math be, and, and the winner gets to represent our school to compete in the city and this and that and the district and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna do this now. <laughs> in our class, we had a fucking math wizard. Like his whole life was about math. You? I have to say something. I am, so when you tell stories, you set them up in a way, and then you're like, "Well, I know where this is going." And then, and then the key word you go, "Now," <laughs> <laughs> and I just go, "Oh no, my whole world's just been blown apart." As soon as you say "now," I just go, "Oh, I had okay, not even close to what I was." Thinking. So, this kid is a—I mean, he's a math wizard, and he's all about it, and everyone knows, like. Very few people even competed against them the year before in a math competition because it was known he was going to win. Okay. And so uh, I was like, I'm entering it this year to what, represent something. Yeah. I'm yeah. In. So in this math competition, it comes down to him and I, and everyone's shocked that I'm in it, but I'm not, obviously. But he's clearly feeling the pressure. It's it's Gonzaga undefeated, baby. <laughs> and I'm playing Baylor House Money. <laughs> Let's go. And the Morgan Wright, he's sweating and everything. And I'm just smiling. And I end up beating him. Now, I beat him. And instantly, he sits down and starts crying. And he's actually a buddy of mine. But, you know, you, when you got a competitive streak, you just got to itch it. Absolutely. He he uh, sits down. He's crying. Everybody's consoling him. And the teacher, this is where it gets crazy. The teacher goes, congratulations, Kevin. This doesn't feel right, but congratulations. <laughs> oh, my so, God. The confidence building so, skills of your teacher. She, Incredible. No, it gets even worse. And after a couple of minutes, uh, they were consoling us. She goes, you know, this is great performance by Kevin, but we all know how great Chris is. And this is just a wonderful opportunity that I would hate to, to have him squander. So I don't, not really sure what to do. And I was like, what do you mean what to do? There's nothing to do. You advanced me. I won. She goes, I'm going to leave it to the class to vote who gets no to go way. to the who gets to go and represents our school for the math bee? How the fuck? So can she you even throws do it that? to the class, and I lose twenty-seven to one. <laughs> <laughs> my only my best friend voted for me. 
I was like, wait, what just happened? And then she was like, well, Kevin, if you're in between grades, I'll boost up your grade. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be great. <laughs> now, did this teacher mysteriously get shot? <laughs> I never told anyone. I never told <laughs> oh, you mother. didn't? No. I, I ain't had time for my mama coming up to the school because she would have came back. <laughs> I didn't want that. I just wanted to, I basically wanted to just show everybody that fucking fuck you. I'm smart. I always wanted to, to, to right. be that way. Uh, come now, much like when your team wins, much like when you're, yeah. when you're like, when you, um, if you're rooting for a team and they're supposed to win and you feel really good about the team, but they don't win. You kind of tune out like the rest. Like if you, a team's supposed to win the Super Bowl, your team feel like you have a good chance, and then they don't. You just like kind of don't watch the playoffs because you kind of bum. So I didn't really follow him, but he went fucking far. I think I know he won city, and he might have won state and went to nationals. <laughs> was, oh wow! He, I mean, he was great. He was great. He just played against you know. Villanova, eighty-four against Georgetown. I couldn't miss. But he, but he lost against you. How, how do you think you would have done? I would have did well. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would just, assume yeah. you you beat the guy that yeah, went to Nashville. I, I That's crazy. I did, I did well. I mean, I just I like, cannot believe that. Threw it out to a fucking vote. And this is what bothers. This is what <laughs> this is what bothers me about this whole thing. Is like I don't know if you noticed with the NFL concussion thing, and it's so swept under the rug. The whole NFL concussion thing was like um, they hired an independent group to determine what cognitive behavior is regular and then okay. what happens to the brain. Did you know that this independent group made the decided that the black brain worked at 80% capacity of the white brain? So if you and I went in and they did a cognitive thing, you were at 100 and I was at 80. So if my brain function, if your brain function showed that it was at like 75%, they'd be like, oh, it's a 25% drop off. But if my brain function shows it at 75%, they're like, oh, it's only a 5% drop off. So he doesn't qualify for the benefits. This was on ESPN, like uh, E60 or something like that. And I was watching it and I was like, this should be the biggest lawsuit ever. But because our community is so beat down, they're just like, dude, we don't we have time for another lawsuit. Just Where the fuck is this independent group come, come from? Pay us. And then yeah, and Roger Goodell was like, yeah, this is just, you know, this is, this. we hired this out and we didn't know anything about it. And so we're looking back at, at numbers to see where the discrepancies are. And so that's why I think it was so important that she won that fucking spelling bee to show like, you know, guess what? We're not all fucking athletes and rappers. We're highly educated, <laughs> highly educated people. And then it literally, I had suppressed my fucking spelling bee and math bee. I totally forgot about it until that happened. And I remembered it. And then I remember everything that happened and i was just like wait a minute I <laughs> this know, is an injustice so but i buried it within like like i remember like a day i was bummed and then i just went right back thinking well i'm about to get a b in the class i don't deserve because i wasn't 
<laughs> so the guy, the guy that you beat, white or black? Black. No, that's all black school. Okay. That's all black school. Okay. That's all black school. Okay. He's black. Because that would be that would be that would, that be, would be an be interesting really, twist that, would be that, really. that you left out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. But uh, uh, no, he was black. It's all black school. But still, they just—I mean, that's, that's just insane. the that was just Chicago public school system. And that's how I end up my senior year in high school. I ended up transferring because the Chicago the teachers were on strike. The school system was so bad that every year we were on strike, and I ended up transferring my junior year to my senior year to a suburban school and i was just like what the what is this university (laughs) (laughs) how did i stumble into harvard it was crazy just the curriculum the teaching the way they talked to you the way that they treated you and this suburban school I was literally believe. across the street from the city of Chicago. <laughs> I can't believe the hot lunch is hot. True. Exactly yeah. right. Options and stuff. And just like, oh, you don't have to have this if you don't want that. You can eat this. And I was like, you don't say. Who do you think put together the Chicago school system to have an all-black school that's striking on one side of the street and then a suburban school on the other side. Do you think it was the same independent study group that did the NFL? Probably. So when I say that, like my school was directly across the street from the city, but it wasn't like they weren't, they were the school that I went to Chicago vocational, the school I ended up in Argo, they were, they were 25 minutes apart. Okay. Gotcha. 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 But it might as well have been. 3,000 miles apart, just the, just the <laughs> right. education and curriculum. And it was like, it changed my life. I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't make that transfer because they ended up graduating, my graduating class, uh, my graduating From class. From Chicago Vocational? Yeah, they graduated in July. So my freshman class, my freshman class, the school is huge, by the way. My freshman class was started out it was 2500 freshmen when we first went to school and sure. the graduating class was 588. so you lost 1900 students now part of that is transfer because the school was just so crowded i like i would fall sure. into the, the 1900 that didn't graduate because i ended up sure. transferring but a lot of them <laughs> not all 1900 <laughs> transfer to transfer the it was just oh my a, God. dude. I, well, maybe I, they I were like, "Well, school isn't for me." I just read a study that our brains only work at eighty percent. You got to get the fuck out of here. I can't even believe. I'm gonna read this as soon as we're done. Yes, got I'm it. gonna do a deep dive into this study yeah. because my mind is actually blown. Yeah, it was just like uh, it was just like uh, lean on me, uh, Lewis Cl- Joe Clark, and then he brought in all the yeah. students, and like, these students are fucking out. Yep, and everybody's like, yeah, that's right. And he's like, you are all expelled. Get out. Live your life. And they was like, what? No, you were you were just up in the area of the country where I live, and this is gonna surprise you, but I went to an all-white school. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And I was in a I was in a spelling bee once. And uh, I was really cruising. I was cocky about it. I felt like I knew how to spell almost everything. And then my word was horse. And I went H-O-R-S-E, horse. And then I went back in line and they go, incorrect. 
It was H O A. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. So so they said maybe next time you'll want to ask us to use it in a sentence because I was just so cocky. And then I just go, I just go, T-H-I-S-S-U-C. I was about to spell this sucks. And, and the moderator goes, you finished that, that's two hours of detention. And I just went, yeah, and went back in line. I was so pissed. Uh, my word I got caught up on was uh, paralyzed. I still remember that shit. I'll tell you, it all yeah. came back, and I spelled it P-A-R-A-L-I-Z-E. And my sure. teacher just went, mm. Why, Kevin? Why? Oh, she's like, L-Y-Z-E. So I took, I was runner-up in that, and I lost. I lost to a girl and beat a boy in math. The typical girls are good in, in, in reading and spelling and boys are right. good in math. And I was like, I'm fucking up everybody. <laughs> so when you lost the spelling bee, did they still let you go to the city <laughs> No, there was no vote. Was there a big vote? <laughs> there certainly wasn't vote. <laughs> I can't believe I think you I lost mean, 27 to 1. Yeah, I got you no know, votes. I, uh, but I think when I was in the spelling bee, people were like, yeah, why are you here in this spelling bee? And but <laughs> look, I mean, just, I just wasn't really interested in uh, excelling in school. Oh, I get it. You got to stay under the radar because as soon as, here's what happened to me. I did something once at school that got attention from the teachers in a positive way for once, yeah. and they were like, "Oh," and then. Then later on, they were like, well, listen, we've seen what you can do. You should continue at this pace. It's like, no. I mean, I can sprint, but I'm not gonna the whole time. That's the dumbest <laughs> exactly, thing I've ever heard. Exactly right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to walk. I'm going to sit down and eat. Man. So, yeah, it was, it, it was brutal. I, so two things. Number one, for the rest of our lives, when I see you, and you say something to me that I think may be incorrect, I'm just going to go 27 to 1. <laughs> also, do you know what happened to the guy that ended up getting to go to the city? I mean, where is he at in his life? Have I don't, kept in touch? I don't know. I don't know where he is. I No, I didn't keep okay. in touch. Because once I, once I ended up, transferring and getting out of the hood i kind of lost contact with uh, a bunch of them um matter of fact i just found like uh i just found out that a buddy of mine so you know because all my brothers were seven between five seven eight years and two years older all of my friends my good friends were older than me so when i was 16 years old my buddy who's a, like a good friend of my brother's, but you know, because they were all congregated at our house because we had the most people. Sure. <laughs> so they all congregated in my house. He was 24 and I was 16 and he got me a job at a bingo hall uh, okay. that was ran by cops. And then I used to handicap college football games for them, the police officers. <laughs> As a 16-year-old, I would handicap. Well, to be fair, you did win the math down, so. <laughs> I did. And I used to be really good at football because I was just pure football and I didn't have any, like, money edge. I would just know teams and I'd be like, that spread is wrong, that spread is wrong. Now, they think that I'm 18 years old because you got to sure. be 18 and older, but they're not, they're doing sketchy stuff. They're not checking, 
anything. And I was coming in, I was doing a good job uh, and I was helping them pick games. And one week I didn't show up and my buddy was like, dude, they're looking for you. They need you to, <laughs> they want to know this. And I remember it was like a Nordic day was minus nine and a half or something like that. And I was like, I was, this was before Lou Holtz. And I was just like, I always don't take Notre Dame, <laughs> especially like, but it's, but anyway, uh, this guy was so influential. He was, he actually tried to do stand up. He was really personable, slick or whatever. And he hung out with us and he was on the straight and narrow. And then he hung out, got with the wrong crowd. And then we just sure. start seeing less and less of them. And I just found out like, when I was driving up to Minnesota, that uh, that he's dead, oh, that's just no. dead, and I don't know how he died or whatever it was, and he's dead, and he was such a huge part of my life that I literally just was in a fog for like you know twenty miles sure. of driving. I was like, dude, I always wanted to find him. I wanted to make sure he was all right. I wanted to thank him for the influence that he had on my life yeah. and let me know that I could that I was smart and I was a good kid and I could do stand up, you know, and, right. and, and I, I never got a chance. I never got a chance to see that. So that was pretty bummed. So there's a lot of people that I've lost contact. That's my long answer saying, I have no idea what the fucking math wizard is up to. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Well, I'm sorry. Creating to that. spells and doing building rockets. I hope. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be nice. I hope he tells the story though of how he won one year and he wasn't supposed to. Oh, there's no way. If he's building rockets, <laughs> he's, he's, in, that story. he's in NASA's cafeteria going, Yeah, so this one guy, I don't know what his problem was. He kept saying he won, but clearly I beat him twenty seven to one. <laughs> oh man, no. I, I love I love thinking of after twenty seven to one and you're sitting there going as a as a child, you're like, I won, and this was just taken from me. I think I should go tell my mom that's not going to work because <laughs> she'll come up here. So you just slip your teacher a note that says, "I just saved I just your life." Saved you. I saved you because my mother, if she came, if she came up to school, it's a wrap because she worked third shift. So she worked. <laughs> she worked nine nine in the evening to five in the morning. So if you called her to come up to school or if she was getting up to come up to school, she wasn't coming up there just to be like, okay, what's the problem? How can we solve this? She was the sure. problem solver. She was the variable <laughs> that you did not want. You guys are cutting into my sleep. Here's what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden you find yourself at a, a just a fast pass to nationals in the math <laughs> <You're> now. <right. laughs> Why am I in St. Louis right now? How did this happen? <laughs> okay. Two plus two is what? <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba -ba. 
when you so you still lived in the same house when you moved to the other school no so my mother so oh i got to the, my mother my uh my natural mom she was Rhonda. Rhonda. yes she was living in the suburbs and when she was out in the suburbs i was okay. i was out there when she was at work just to make sure the cable people came in so i was just staying there because okay who had started <laughs> and <laughs> for everyone else <laughs> except in the city where they were on strike so everybody was just sitting in homes. I was like, yeah, I can come and watch. Come to find out a buddy of mine from the hood lived on the same street, just two blocks down, now lived out there. He lived okay. out there and him and I had played battles playing basketball. And, and this school was really good in basketball, Argo. We had a, okay. a kid, uh, Ray Thompson. He ended up being McDonald's All-American. Holy shit. Yeah, he's McDonald's All-American. Went to University of Iowa. He played Big Ten, like when the Big Ten was Big Ten and they played, the, yeah. you know, uh, Michigan, Flying Illini, all of those teams. So he was like, hey, man, you should just stay here and come to school here. <laughs> And I was like, no, man, I ain't trying to be a part of this white shit. <laughs> Maybe you could tell your family the cable guy never showed up. It's a pretty big window. We'll be there from 8 a.m. until the end of the school year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I went and we played basketball against some of the players. And I, like, we ran the court all day. And so I was like, I don't know. And he's like, dude, we got a guy. Who's and we're gonna be good. We're gonna be ranked. We're gonna be ranked in the state or whatever. I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah. So they contact the coach. The coach sets up a tryout for me. School okay. had already started. They were two weeks in the school a tryout. I come there and the playground is just packed. And I was like, what the f what is happening? Because that was all they had was just this basketball program in this little <laughs> suburb. I go there, I hoop. And this coach is like, dude, you got to come here. We're going to be good. You can be the final piece that's needed. And I was like, I'm in. And then Monday was my class schedule. We ended up, at one point, we were ranked second in the state and 18th in the nation. We Holy only had shit. three losses that year. I only played one year of high school ball, my senior year. And that was the year. I tried. Really? I didn't play. I did not play at at all because I didn't get along with the coach or he didn't like me or didn't think I could play. Whatever it is, you would have was to he, ask Was he him. also the math teacher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kevin, we, we voted to see if you could be I on the team. I know you got a lot of buckets, but you just lost 27 <laughs> to 1, dude. You're not going to be on this team. You fuck. That's well, just... that's pretty incredible because if you only played one year of high school ball, I mean, you played collegiately. Yeah. I went and played, That's played incredible. So we went 363. And, and so our first loss was to uh, LaFonso Ellis. Now, I don't know if you okay. know, LaFonso Ellis was also McDonald's All-American, uh, drafted number nine in the lottery and played at Notre Dame and made the tournament. So they were back-to-back -back state champions and we lost to them. And, uh, and I remember reading the paper, it was like, it's not that... It's not that Argo lost, it's how bad they lost. 
<laughs> but these dudes, this was East St. Louis, and these brothers all had jerry curls and stuff. And like we, our team was mixed, and they were just, you know, we, like the brothers bald. <laughs> but the brothers was like, what? I get hit with activator. I can't see. Just let your soul glow. <laughs> and they ran us. And then we took another loss on the road. And then we lost to Eric Anderson's team to go to state. And Eric Anderson ended up going to Indiana where he was uh, Big Ten Rookie of the Year. And he was drafted the first round to the Knicks. And those and Eric Anderson wow. and LaFonso Ellis played each other in the state finals for the championship. Those were our two of our three losses. <laughs> we, we were really fucking good but i'm telling you all of that changed my life because then i went on a basketball went on wisconsin and yeah and all of that i it just changed everything so in some ways taking the l and and math it's was made me definitely made me want to leave the Chicago wow. public school system, it was just all the little things that happened that build up. And I, and I was ready. I was ready to. Buy, sure. Buy, buy oh, that's fantastic. I, I didn't, I didn't know that's how it all came to fruition, but I could picture you now calling the cable company and they're like, well, we can't be, well, we'll give you a window 8am to 4pm. And you're like, is that okay? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. The last cable appointment worked out pretty well <laughs> yeah. for me. I ended up playing basketball for five years. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we ended up getting around to that. I'm glad I asked that question about living in the same place because my my idea was that you there were no school districts and you stayed where you were living when you went to Chicago Vocational and then just traveled the 25 minutes to go out to Argo, but uh, I. I didn't know about the school district situation because I was thinking I've seen or talked to friends that change school districts, but still live in their same place yeah. and they take nothing but shit. I mean, everybody eggs their house. They get beat up. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing was uh, I wasn't really, even if that was true for me, it wouldn't have been a thing because no one else would have been in school and I would have been the only one going sure. to school and, and that was I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I transferred was like I mean they graduated like July 2nd right before the 4th of July because this because yeah. they were on strike for so long and I remember running to a kid at uh and I only knew this because I ran into a kid at Great America who I went to school with and he's like yeah man just out celebrating graduation and I was like dude it's July he's like oh I know <laughs> like jesus christ man i'm done in the end of may so yeah it oh that's it worked out it worked out oh cool good so this morning i texted you and i texted you at 8 36 to let you know the code to get into the zoom room yeah and it was it didn't say delivered it was not delivered until 8 58 so I kept thinking, I kept looking down and it never said delivered. And so I was like, oh, here's what happened to me one time when I was in the hotel you're at. I plugged in my phone to charge it mm -hmm. 
and then I turn the lamp off, there's a switch on the lamp, not like a button that you click or a little twisty thing. It's an actual switch that has yeah. a zero and then a line on yeah. it for on and off. And I, I put the lamp off and I didn't realize that cuts the power to the outlet. So my phone died in the middle of the night. My alarm didn't go off. I missed my flight. So I'm thinking, did he just pull a Daniels <laughs> and flip the Because I thought your phone wasn't charged. And then all of a sudden, I show up in the Zoom room and here's your smiling face. Nah, yeah, man, there's no way I was uh, I was missing this. But I, I did get the text at 8.58. Interesting. So uh, when... So at 8.58, that's exactly when I got it. Because I was just like, uh, is he going to text me? Oh. He's going to email me this? And then at 8.58, you sent it, and then I got it. Yeah, well, as you know, my text messages do start off on a gravel road. So it takes yeah. a little longer to get places. <laughs> oh, my God, man. When I got, I was just like, fuck this, dude. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was like gravel road. I was doing 10 miles per hour. And it just felt like I could just feel the, the wheels just sinking into every little pothole. And I was like, come on, man. Because it just kept getting more obstacle. You know, when you getting oh, I know. and it just gets more difficult. And you're just like, I know I'm 10 minutes away, but I'm going to turn around. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The potholes. It's like, did I land on the fucking moon? Yeah. Why are why is my car breaking? It would have been awesome if I made you drive all the way out here with all of that, and then you finally have to turn on the gravel. Your car is just being shifted up and down. You get here, you end up telling me the story about the math down, and you go, I don't know where that guy is. And I go, Kevin, I do. Let's bring him out. Eric, <laughs> come on out. And he just comes out here. And you're like, what are you even doing? He goes, well, I'm, I fix gravel roads. That's why I'm here. All right. Well, oh, I, huge, huge, huge thank you for doing this. Um, you are going to be recording an album slash special at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Yes. I cannot listen. This is number one. You're just going to have to sit through this because I'm going to say it. Acme is, in my opinion, and of course I'm a little biased, but it's one of the best rooms to see comedy. It's in a basement. There are stone walls that look like a castle, so laughs are bouncing off. And it's just got this vibe. It's like when you walk down from street level down the steps, it's like you transform into this different thing. Because I have seen people that have an asshole look on their face street level in the parking lot, mm -hmm. and then they walk down when they walk into Acme. They're just ear-to-ear -ear grins yeah and so there is something magical about that walk down the stairs and then to get to see you there so i got to see both of your uh, your set saturday and i'm very excited for this album i mean you took so we did a show in battle lake minnesota where in the winter the population is 800 but since it's summertime and all the lake people are up here it is about 25,000 people. Wow. And so you had two sold out shows. They ended up having to sell extra tickets because it was um, standing room only. And you, the first show, and I think you'll admit this, you went in feeling out the, feeling out the room. Yeah. Destroyed, standing ovation. Yep. And then second show, after you had a Manhattan, let's say. <laughs> You went up and you said, 
Well, I've already seen what I can do in this town. Let me see what you can do as a town. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you push the boundaries. And you and I talked about the last half hour of your show. There is some really like socially relevant shit going on there. And you didn't know if you wanted to put on the album. And I choked on my Manhattan because I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Put that on your album. It's so good. Yeah. And I, I cannot recommend going to an album recording more than this. So you're going to be there at Acme Comedy Company. And you're going to be there August 25th through the 28th. No, the 25th and 26th, two days. That's it? Two days, baby. Okay, well, then I'm glad you said that. So two that's days. a Wednesday and a Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. August 25th and 26th, there's an album recording at Acme Comedy Company. And I'm telling you. And I'll say this. I, hold on one second. Because I love hearing. I'm telling you, for real, it's always great to hear accolades from comics that you uh, that you really look up to and respect and, and think they're super funny. But... I want to give a shout out to Acme because there was only a couple of places that I was going to record it at. And mm -hmm. I reached out to Acme just like two months ago. And, you know, they're booked like through the year. Yeah, you know, they course. Jimmy those two days for me. He's like, okay. I could do, he goes, you know, I clearly can't do the weekend for you, but I could do the Wednesday, Thursday. If you want that, let me know. And I was like, yeah, man. Thank you so much, because I, yeah. I I really only wanted to record in just a couple of places. So I had a, you know, like of course, and Acme is is one of the um, easily one of the five best clubs in the country, and it's not even it's not even a, a thing. And uh, and so I, I, I agree. was super happy to to be able to do it. Yeah, I, was, I, I think it's gonna happy be for this fantastic. Yeah, me too. After seeing it. I, you were like, well, I don't know about some of it. And I was like, listen, if I could reach your neck, I would choke you. But I'm way down here with the rest of the normal people. So uh, I would be there, but I've, I'm going to California. Olivia and I are going to check out some schools because she wants to go to college a long ways away. I know. I know, buddy. I know. I know. She's great. Just hanging out with you two is such a great dynamic. Yeah. You two have such a... Uh great chemistry and I just come in and do facials, eat banana bread, just live the life. I, I just blend in, dude, whatever y'all, like, I'm in. It was awesome because she, when you were coming here, she goes, uh, she goes, oh, I love Kevin. I am so good. Remember when he did the facial with us? And I'm like, yeah, I sure do. <laughs> yeah, she loved it. Well, hey, listen, huge thank you for swooping in and saving the day here. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you tons. Guys, go if you can, if you are in the area. I don't recommend traveling to go watch comedy because I think that's dumb. But <laughs> on, in this situation, if you can get to Acme August 25th and 26th, Wednesday and Thursday, I would do it. And I can't imagine there are many seats left. So I would gobble them up as soon as possible. And, uh, dude, great to see you. Thanks for coming Always up and making boy. a trip. Get that gravel off your car. <laughs> you know what? I got a free, uh, I, I just signed up for a month of unlimited car washes because I got a car wash. It was $18. He was like, you know, you have unlimited car washes for 20 bucks. And I was like, I'm going to do it because it's two bucks, but I'm not going to need a, a bunch of car washes. <laughs> he must have saw yeah. gravel road in my, <laughs> in my future because I will be doing it today. <laughs> I got to go. 
Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.